0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Front Porch Political Talk Show with your host, Hatton Humphrey, bringing you thoughtful comments on the news of the day, as well as lessons from the past and insights into things to come. We offer our comments and invite you to add your own. Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, September 11th, 2016. This is the Front Porch Political Talk Show. My name is Hatton Humphrey, and I thank everybody for listening in. Uh, Our show is produced through TalkShoe on Sunday nights at uh, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. You can join us by dialing in, area code 724-444-7444. TalkCast ID is 75570. Uh, You can also join us on the web-based text chat at TalkShoe.com slash TC slash 75570. You can also join us in Second Life at the Republicans of, ah, wow, old location at Shores Lounge, uh, which is in Cheertopia. For information on uh, the recording schedule, how to join us, all of that, uh, what Second Life is, uh, go to the website at uh, frontporchtalk.net. If you are listening to us on redstatetalkradio.com, on uh, Stitcher, on y- your favorite uh, podcast player, or on the new Lanterns Radio Network, uh, you can send comments via email to conservativepodcast at gmail.com. You can also post them on our Facebook page at, fr- at facebook.com slash frontporchpoliticaltalk, or you can send them to us via Twitter at ecconservative. Now, for those that have not listened uh, to the show before or it's been a while, um, we we like to mix things up. We like to talk about, in general cases, other things um, than the normal news of the day. Um, show notes, the links for every uh, episode are on the website at frontporchtalk.net. Um, and, and you'll get kind of a feel for what we're talking about uh, if you if you take a look at that. Um, we do always like to start with something fun, funny, or interesting. Um, given some of the uh, controversy around um, uh, around freedom of speech and expression, and expression, tonight's theme for the show is "It means something," and and in general, that's going to be speech. But in, in other cases, it might be oh, a variety of different things. But they all have a meaning, and they all have a, a reason for being discussed. Uh, unless you're in North Korea, which our opening article places us in. Um, from famine to failed missile launches to the rest of the world roasting its dictator, North Korea has a lot of problems. But that is all set to change now that the nation has taken the brilliant step of outlawing sarcasm. Uh, Kim Jong-un bans sarcasm in North Korea yeah, because that's a good idea. That was Trey Morgan um Trey Morgan's comments on this. According to Radio Free Asia's Korean service, in what can only be described as a foolproof citizens have recently been as as foolproof, citizens have recently been warned against use against the use in casual conversation of sarcasm directed against the regime of national leader Kim Jong un. Who is apparently not a fan of people agreeing him uh, agreeing with him? Ironically,
3: he kills he kills people for it. Yeah, Th- that's very unfan like.
0: Oh yes, oh yes. A, a matter of fact, I remember hearing the other day that um, one of his uncles, who is a cabinet minister of some kind, or, or I should say, was um, was removed from his post and executed because he yawned while kim jong un was addressing some some group of dignitaries
3: <laughs> i can't take a joke
0: no no you know charlie said uh i i can see this working to perfection
3: <laughs> you know i every one of these opening funnies uh, uh, stories always has a bite to it Mm-hmm. And I'll and I I just I guess I naturally go there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you know, this, this is about as funny as two kids in a sandbox with a loaded gun. Because well, in this case, it's Oh, and It is hilarious, except he's got nukes. Yeah. You know, so it. The, 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 yeah, it's 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 funny. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. But but. It really adds a level of uh, fear to what this creep is capable of.
0: Well, um, I think they move, made a movie about his missile program a few years back. I think they called it "Failure," failure to launch.
3: Or maybe- yeah, but he's doing be- he's doing much better. The prediction is that this year he will have successfully flown. A rocket capable of reaching Chicago. Well, that it it, it's no longer humorous.
2: No, except,
3: it's, except uh, uh, it, it's dark humor, I guess.
2: I'll file that one under "I'll believe it when I see it." But the problem is, is we don't want to see it.
0: We, we don't. I mean, it, there's if you know, that's that's one of the things that you know, and and, and I agree with you, Larry, that. Um, You know, I I have honestly, I will admit, I haven't kept track of how much, you know, of improvements in their missile technology. I know that every year around this time he starts rattling his saber because um, South Korea and the U.S. hold joint war games nearby. And he always likes to demonstrate his missiles around this time.
3: Um, the difference is, the difference is, this time they usually get past Japan instead of blowing up on the launch pad or, or, or making it to the North Atlantic a little bit. He's getting better, and you know he's got unlimited funding. He spends his people like water.
0: This is true, and his people thank him you know, for it.
3: We all
1: know what little Kim's problem is. And if someone would give him a packet of extend, I think there'd be a much better regime.
3: I there, that, b- back to the humor. Wow! <laughs> I, I, I for a know, minute that. there,
0: for a minute there, I thought he said depends.
3: Uh, no, no, well, that's not what he said. Well, little Kim is living
1: in the nineteen fifties because in the nineteen fifties the Americans were experimenting with missiles that could. Uh, go across the ocean at this point we could put a nuclear missile on a rocket and send it Uranus and we may have to do that with Kim Jong Il one day or Kim Jong Un or Ooh, whatever
0: Kim Jong Un Kim Jong Il was his dad Little Kim and his dad
1: Little Kim we'll call him Little Kim <sighs> because he looks like Cartman <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh.
0: but yeah the, the whole concept of and and you know maybe it's 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 it it, it falls into the realm of hilarity or dark humor or whatever for us, because the concept of it's not just, okay, you can't talk about that. It's, you can't say something about anything in that tone of voice. Um, if they start stealing one of the catchphrases that I, that, that some of my friends used to use, um, don't, don't think at me in that tone of voice. Um, then then we're really going to uh going to see some 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 funny comments come out
2: of course you have the other problem is that the the country is so insular so closed off that honestly we don't we don't actually know if this happened or if this was just something that someone made up which would not be the first time no it's true that's true
0: but i wouldn't put it past him he shot no. his, he had his uncle executed for treason against the people because his uncle yawned during a meeting. And I'm not being sarcastic there. <laughs> Shauna asked if dirty looks counted. Eh, probably he, not.
3: He, it would it wouldn't be by firing squad if you actually gave him a dirty look. No. It'd be something else. Let's talk about crazy Muslims.
0: Let's talk about crazy Muslims because this is a case where um, I saw this, and I actually did some um, did some research on this because the original source, and even the source that I that I'm that I'm using in the show, are the only places that flash this picture the, the picture on there and make more reference to <coughs> the actions of the mother and daughter than to the actions. Of the father of this family, uh, this is a this is a Muslim family that is in Buffalo, um, and, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to give some background here first. They bought a corner store in the city of Buffalo. That apparently, uh, what he is charged with is trading EBT cards for cash then using those EBT cards to go to Walmart or Sam's or wherever and buying bulk products that he's then stocking his shelves with. He's also charged with being a distribution point for for marijuana um, and for breaking into an unoccupied business property and stealing shelves and cabinetry uh, and using them in his business. So he did in fact commit a crime. Yes. He he of stealing he, things. He he committed multiple crimes. He committed welfare fraud, um, he committed breaking and entering uh and a, a couple of other things. Um that is what he is being charged with. And there is Well the 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 headline says convicted. Um He was, you know, was convicted. He was convicted. He was convicted. Um you know, he was also <laughs> he was also coming up to the local indian reservation and buying tax free cigarettes and then selling them at just a little over cost uh to his customers which he can't do um and telling them to telling the customers to put the put the cigarettes in their pocket before they leave. Uh, well if
2: not for him stealing those shelves i'd call him a good entrepreneur.
0: It, it's interesting, you know, cuz because the concept of you know well he yeah, he was using welfare funds because he was paying 50 cents on the dollar for the EBT cards and then using the welfare cards to go buy inventory his which is that's that's not good entrepreneurship because that's my tax dollars because well, I'm, well,
2: I'm just it, saying for the for the people out there looking to convert EBT into cash getting 50 cents on the dollar is actually a pretty good return True, but it was as dead, opposed so. to the people who would say use it to buy up cokes and then dump it out into the into the drain and recycle the bottles, which has also happened. Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, what are
1: the people who are selling their food stamps.
3: What's
2: that? Are
1: oh, they getting prosecuted? Also,
2: no.
3: What What happened to the people who cash their EBT card illegally? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Matter of fact, they're, they're they're probably considered more more the
3: victim than the state is.
1: Oh yeah, they're the victims because well well they have...
3: they're just another class of entrepreneur. Yeah.
2: But uh, that all being said, though, I would like to say something about this article, and I would like to say that this has to be one of the most clickbaity articles I've ever seen. Yeah. Because, uh, look at the look at the headline. Look at the actual headline. The headline is yeah. well, Muslims and, and... scream f. Amer- well, let me, let me... Okay. Go Go scream f. America after conviction for food stamp fraud, mm-hmm. and it is technically correct. There were two Muslims that presumably screamed it. Uh huh. But the wife and the this do- site and the wife knows and the daughter. damn well. This, this site knows damn well how people are going to read that. As, is that? As, this as this is more this, than this hardly this hardly even yeah this hardly even rises to the level of news yeah and I'm sure there are, there are a hell of a lot more people who have said a hell of a lot worse after getting convicted
3: you know that's that's the comment I wrote down that because they were Muslims this becomes a headline uh, on the other hand very you know without picking on any race in particular you go to any courtroom. That processes these kinds of cases, and you will hear words like that, uh, you know, f- from people of any color. Mm-hmm. But because they were Muslims, and, Mus- and, and uh, Muslim headlines are catchy and clickbaity, we get the story. Uh, now, the, the, the again, the bite in all of this is, and this is one of the comments in the article: How the hell did these people get in the country? and two why in the hell are they still here
0: well at this moment um it, it, he faces deportation um how what's going to happen to the mother and daughter not not sure
3: um apparently they're going to be charged
0: yeah because, because they
3: benefited from the illegal activity well
0: not only did they benefit from the illegal activity they were they they were involved in it they they one of the other articles that I didn't have linked here uh, indicated that the, the husband and wife co-owned the business, so she was she was part owner of the business, uh, and the daughter worked there. Um, the um, he has been convicted. He is being held on uh, two million dollars bail, which I'm guessing they're doing because they think he's going to be a flight risk. Uh, acting DA uh, Michael Flaherty told Time Warner Cable News he would effectively use taxpayer money to buy provisions for his own store and sell them at retail. So he had an incredible competitive av- advantage over other stores in the area. Uh, police said he also went inside a vacant house and stole kitchen cabinets, hot water tank, and baseboard heating unit. Um, and this is this – this.
3: Mean, everybody's forgetting that a – very famous reverend in Chicago screamed at the top of his lungs, "God damn America!" Mm-hmm. Which is probably a little bit worse than "F America." And he he's still walking around free. And until he really upset somebody, he was a close friend of the current president of the United States. Was well, his pastor said, for
0: 20 years? It was his pastor for 20 years who. He actually never heard him say anything along those lines. Yeah, we had many an episode yeah. on Black Liberation Theology.
3: You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, we tend to emphasize things that fit the narrative of the moment, and we de-emphasize things that we don't want in the narrative of the moment. And Wright, saying damn America, didn't really impress anybody enough to where it lasted longer than a couple of days. This time, a couple of crazy ladies who happen to be Muslim say something probably quite a bit less severe than Wright said, and it becomes a big deal. You know, I go to any court and spend the day in the back bench listening, and you will know that the this particular story is small potatoes.
2: Yes, I got to say that that two million does seem kind of kind of excessive on the basis. Like, so I guess the EBT thing is four grand. I don't know how much the, the burglary was, but you could put him on like three hundred thousand. And even if he went away, you could still pay off everyone that was harmed by this. Two million. That's that's murder level.
3: The bond, that's the bond is based upon the probability of flight.
0: Which then t- which then makes you wonder, where is it going to go?
3: I back like to this Yemen. Guy. This Egypt. guy
1: came to America with the with the, the entrepreneurial spirit, and he just bucked the system. That was it. I like this guy. Now, as far it. I, I'd,
2: I'd kind of like him, too, if he didn't break into some place and steal things. Yeah, he broke, that, that's, when, and that's, you that's don't know the whole
1: story behind that, also. It might have been his stuff that he went steal back. You never know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. At least he's not like some people who come to this country and say, well, Obama said we could get food stamps if we cross the border. Give us food stamps. Give us Section 8 housing. Give us welfare. Oh, look, my kid can't read or write. Give him a uh, Social Security check. Now, the unfortunate thing is, now, the mother and the daughter who use the profanity against America will more than likely be on welfare and food stamps before this is all said and done. Because the main breadwinner will be in prison or deported.
3: Whatever happened to rage and, and, and outrage?
2: The realization that it doesn't actually help.
3: Well, but it it does help if enough people get outraged. It helps, but we have become so immune to the country being disrespected at random that when something like this happens, it just goes over, you know, and, and, I, and I think the fact that we have become accustomed to open and rampant disrespect for uh, who we are. And I don't, I'm not ashamed of who we are. So I'm, I'm going to say this uh, is, is a loss that we have endured and I don't see any prospect of it being corrected in the near future. We have lost something, and that's our own pride in ourselves. And I'm ashamed of that.
0: Yeah, and I I, I don't disagree. There's there's actually an interesting meme um, that talked about um, that talked about um, and said how how in 15 years did we go from this to be, and it showed the picture of the twin towers. Um, did we go from this to being afraid of offending Muslims? And that's part of our, you know, the lack of respect now. Um, you know, we're afraid of offending anyone. And I'm not saying the people oh, on this call... That's not true.
3: We're, not, we're afraid of offending anybody who's been classified as some type of victim. Nobody's afraid of offending me or you, Had. No,
0: you're right, because the the white male has, is probably the only group at this point that is not in the official victim class list.
3: Somehow. That's Help. because we were the oppressors. Because we were the oppressors?
1: Because we are the oppressors. We, we, as white males, we oppress women, we oppress blacks, we oppress the Chinese, the
3: Mexicans, the gays, and all the whole... Wives, children, dogs... Cockroaches,
2: etc.
3: You name
1: it, we offend them. So, (laughs) yeah. We are targeted for extinction.
0: And at the same time, in Italy, um, Italy has now expelled a Muslim cleric who refused to accept gender parity. And at the same time, the judge said that Islam was fully incompatible with Italian law. Um,
3: imam said the imam said that.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Um,
3: and the judge expelled him for that. For saying that. He, he expelled him for refusing to uh, swear on the uh, their constitution or something like that. And the reason he refused is because it would have conveyed acceptance of Italian law, which he said is totally incompatible with Muslim beliefs. And so they they send them back to uh, Tunisia or Morocco. Morocco. Well,
0: and and let's let, let me read let, let me read the full snippet here. A Moroccan man who served as a stand-in imam in a mosque in northern Italy was forcibly repatriated home because he had refused to accept Italian constitutional rights such as gender parity. Interior Minister Angelino Alfano said said Thursday. The latest case concerns a 33-year-old who acted as, secretary, acted as secretary of the Muslim community of Trevisio, an industrial town in northeast Italy about 44 kilometers north of Venice. He was put on a plane to Casablanca late Wednesday. The decision was taken because the man refused to swear on the Constitution, and here's the important part, before taking up Italian citizenship arguing that his ultra-conservative Salafist Islam beliefs were fully incompatible with Italy's fundamental laws. So they didn't expel the man for being Muslim. They didn't expel him for being an imam. They expelled him because he refused to do what he had to do in order to remain in Italy and do what he was trying to do as an
3: occupation. Now... You know, I don't think this guy is unusual at all. I mean, very frankly, people like him are in this country in droves, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. under our freedom of religion, they get to say a lot of stuff inside their churches uh, that used to be called sedition, but now it's not called anything. Um, it, it, what is unusual is the the, the move by the Italian uh, minister, that he, he, if you read that whole article, this is apparently a, a part of a, a broader movement that they're undertaking to de-radicalize Muslims in Italy. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to give them credit for that. That's better than we're doing. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and yeah. It, it is better than what we're doing. Um, um, you know, he, uh, this this particular imam said that. It said that he denounced Italian law as a collection of, of sins upon sins, such as, for example, parity between men and women. Um, you know, the, um, where is this, oh, what was his name? Alfano, who is the um, uh, interior minister, uh, has been publicizing an anti-radicalization anti-radicali- campaign for Muslim preachers Uh, which should lead to new rules requiring them to study Italian rules and customs and deliver their sermons in Italian. We are working to create a new model of of imam, which we would call an Italian imam. Alfano told Libero newspaper in July, expressing concern that the current Muslim clerics in Italy were all foreign-trained and therefore have different values from us, sometimes radical inclinations.
2: I'm going to say I'm a little concerned about this notion that the what appears to be an Italian Italian government agent, this minister, I'm assuming it's minister in the governmental sense, not like mm-hmm. church yeah. sense,
0: yeah.
2: would be trying to define a religious occupation as he is. I mean, how would, uh, how do you think we'd react if the U.S. government said we want to try and come up with an American... Catholic preacher.
0: Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you that question in, in, by asking one. Does Italy, and I don't know the answer to this, have the concept of a separation of church and state?
2: I have no idea. Not even, given, even close. Given, given <laughs> who's in it, I doubt it. Not even close.
1: They, they do, and what I'm, what I'm seeing in this article is that the Italian government is trying to do what they did with the Catholic government. A hundred years ago,
0: with the Vatican, you
1: separate, but you separate the Vatican from the state, and that was a really hard thing for the people of Italy to understand. They thought that they could be able to do that with the Muslim as well, but you are conflating two different animals. Let,
3: let, let's 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 drop back. Were you done, Joseph? Yeah. I'm All right. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking, Sandy. On uh, sec- uh, Second Life, makes the statement. She says she made a face at my use of the word sedition, and then with sarcasm she says, "Isn't that like outlawing sarcasm?" Now, yes, here, here here here's the point. There is a balance between supporting the nation and the infrastructure. And the, the the rule of law and all that other stuff in the culture that you live, uh, and between that semi obligation and this business of freedom of speech, and and in the old days you could say bad things enough about the government, and you could encourage people to do bad things against the law, and eventually that became. Uh, Sufficiently egregious to be called sedition, and you could be tried for it. And that the whole idea of being able to do that was eventually overruled by the Supreme Court. Um, But but uh, you know we left something on the table when we did that. It there is such a thing as sedition. There is such a thing as seeking to tear down the government that you live under, and there is a degree of that effort that should be criminal. Now that that's all I'm saying, and this Muslim guy w- was, in my opinion, making uh, 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 crossing the bar to to achieve that. I mean, he he was being seditious in Italy. Now, and we got to strike a different balance than the one we currently have because we don't have any way to deal with these people. I mean, we we you know we get all bent out of shape because we take the most serious murderers and put them in Guantanamo Bay. And the president keeps turning them loose because he doesn't like the plan. We we've lost something in our ability to hold people accountable for their attempts to disrupt our government, to disrupt our culture and, and and just for the hell of it or because they have a, a different agenda. We need to understand that there is such a thing as sedition. Maybe we give it a different word to it, but that it can be criminal to attempt to tear down the government under which you live,
2: in my opinion.
3: Your leaving turn, aside, a... <laughs>
2: Yeah, leaving aside the fact that no one in Guantanamo has actually been convicted of anything, because once they are convicted, they're moved elsewhere. That's a tangent. Yes, it is, but it's still relevant. It's also I not what I'm so. after. All right. The the problem is what, what we call sedition would have, in, say, 1776, been called revolution. We were a country born of sedition, and now the current government doesn't want to repeat because they know what happened. And it's actually interesting that you bring this up because there's another podcast that I listen to that actually is uh, making the point that he believes that the third great sedition trial may be happening within the next five to 10 years based on the events in, uh, in Oregon earlier this year and in Nevada with the Bundy ranch. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also very, very important that we all, that we always remember that this notion of sedition is never really about people saying bad things about the country. It's always about people saying bad things about the country's government, who very often deserve that and more. But they don't like it, and they're the ones with the guns. So I, I don't think you should uh, you should read anything noble in a sedition prosecution. This is I just. Stand, one, this is I, just I stand by my remarks. This is just yeah, and, and a big and and getting so, even against someone that hurt their feelings.
0: This is the perfect date. Well, state but, but see, here's here's the here's the thing. Hold on a second, Joseph. I'm I'm going to jump in here. <clears throat> here's here's one thing that I will um, argue with, and and that is where and and I believe I'm looking here. Um, Charlie's you know made the comment. You know, there's there's. Reasonable limits to, and I'm assuming the the scroll is is freedom of speech there, um, which which sedition, and I don't think I I believe sedition means speech and actions that are actively taken to overthrow the 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 Constitution in the U S to overthrow the Constitution uh, and or you know act you know remove the remove the heads of government um through non-electoral means <laughs> let's just say it that way um if i remember right i last time i actually heard um people accusing others of sedition it was when bill clinton was being impeached they said that that was some people some people on the left said that that those were acts of sedition and you heard the current Democrat candidate saying that it was all a vast right-wing conspiracy. Um, these in the U.S. we are afforded a wide array of speech and actions thanks to our Constitution. Um, <clears throat> I was I was doing a, a, a quick bit of glance reading, and my guess is that part of the difference between the Italian. Constitution and the US Constitution lies in their history of recent fascism and seditious acts that took that that overthrew you know the old Italian government. Um and, and and you know, remember, we're talking about Italy. We're not talking about the US. We're not talking about, you know, some crazy imam that's sitting there at his mosque. And you know, having you know having someone you're having the um head of ICE um had put him on a plane and send him back to wherever because he refused to become a, a US citizen while he was being an imam. We don't have that requirement, excuse me, for one. But for two, we also we we also don't have the constitutional authority at that level with no other factors than his speech.
3: Let's, let's do a little Thomas Jefferson here.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Does a free people, I'm not talking about the government, I'm talking about the people, does a free people have a right to defend the government that they have chosen against those who would of the government that they have chosen down my yes, answer is yes yes
2: in nonviolent ways it's as long as the violent. as long as the people in question but, but, are also acting nonviolently
3: well that's the point they aren't Wait,
2: if they if they're not the acting underline. nonviolently then prosecute them for the violence not for what they're saying
3: let's go oh, back let's go back to that, the underlying that's factor that's mincing behind. words article you're trying to no, change what i asked we have the right to defend the government that we have chosen.
0: Whether you, whether you agree with or like the person that is sitting in the office of the president or not.
3: We, the people, have the right to defend the government that we, the people, have chosen. And we, the people, have the right to vote out the idiots who are running the government.
1: Of course, we do. Of course we, of we do. the American yeah. republic. Mm -hmm. Now, back to the crutch of this story, and this is the perfect date to use this example. Islam, as a whole, is not a religion of peace. It is a religion of conquering. If you look at the text of the Quran, if you look at what Muslims have done over the last 1,500 years, it's not that of pontificating their religious stature. It's that of conquering their, using their mantra. And what the Italians have done is said, we're not going to let you conquer Italy, at least not now. So we're going to use a sedition clause in our Constitution to send you back to where you should be. Yeah. And we've...
0: Well, and and you know it's kind of interesting because that was Italy. Now in the U.S. and and it looks like some other countries, um, there the Google is actually um, trying to come up with a w- with an interesting concept to help the anti-radicalization cause. Um, according to the International Business Times, according to a report by Wired, Google-owned think tank Jigsaw has been developing a program called Redirect Method, which combines Google's search advertising algorithms and YouTube's video feature to identify and target wannabe Islamic State hopefuls and subsequently deter them from joining the terror group's Armageddon-style proliferation of violence. Redirect Method, which is slated to be launched in a new phase later in September, will involve the placement of advertising in any search results for specific keywords and phrases, which according to Jigsaw's analysis have previously been commonly used by people gravitating toward IS. The ads will display both links, uh, links to both Arabic and English YouTube channels. The videos include testimonials from former IS members, imams denouncing the terror group's violence and corruption of Islam, and secretly filmed clips showing the internal dysfunction within the Islamic State. Jigsaw's early pilot program that took place earlier this year exceeded expectations with over 30,000 people in the span of two months being drawn to the anti-IS YouTube channels. Jigsaw also observed that people clicked on the program's ads three to four times more than any other typical ad campaign. This is a concept of using technology to... Defer to deter radicalization, and and quite honestly, it's the private sector doing something um, in
1: a you know, smart way, in my opinion. We need to think of radical Islam that is homegrown as a grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen through the mainstream media. It doesn't happen through a podcast or any other modern method starts on a homegrown level it starts in the in the mosque it starts in conversations around it starts out very simply now once those people have begun to let the seed grow then they will start going to the internet then they will start looking at the imam video and all of this hate america and whatever they do but in order to stomp it out, you need to stop the first factor. What this company is trying to do is going to the third level, the internet level.
0: Well, and 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 I disagree with you, Joseph, because in many ways, um, many of you know, some of the some of the other stories that I've read and heard over the years um, have involved people that. Um, uh, Islamic state recruiters will use social media to reach out to disaffected youths and uh, attempt to, you know, talk them into, hey, just go, go look at this, and if you're if you're curious, just Google this or just type in this keyword, and you know they see all the glitz and the glamour, and they don't see um, the atrocities and they don't see the the, the horror behind it. Um, I remember hearing a story of a young man who was being sentenced to eight years uh, in federal prison for attempting to join and support uh, the Islamic state, who, at his sentencing, stood up and thanked the federal investigators that were <clears throat> that had deterred him um, because, you know, all he had ever heard, all he had ever seen were, you know, for the glory of Allah, um, with no ma- and to the the building of the caliphate and the wonder of you know the Isla- of the islamic state and nothing about their atrocities and once his and, and basically once he was caught then he was shown these videos and, and he learned more about it and realized that these these people had saved his life, and he thanked them at his sentencing.
1: Well, what, you, what you're forgetting is you have something that's planting the seed. And to continue the metaphor, what this company and what the federal government wants to do is stop the sunshine and the water from getting to that seed. It still has been planted, be it by a personal contact or even an Internet contact. Once that seed is planted it's hard to get that feed out of one's mind. So you may deter someone from going to YouTube videos of an imam preaching death to America, but you still have the other printable resources. You still have a host of other options for this person to go to. So if this person decides that he is going to be a freedom fighter for ISIS, there's not much that any company can do to stop them. And that 's the deadliest part of the radical jihad movement, because no matter how hard we try, we cannot kill the seed before it's planted.
2: I wouldn't write it off quite so much though this is it's it's more a game of percentages and chances, and every roll of the dice could uh, could stop something, although it can also start something. Uh, I would be a little worried about this on two fronts. Number one, if uh, they were to get complacent, this is the kind of thing that is, as the old saying says, the Internet, uh, the internet treats censorship as, routing dam- or as damage and routes around it. This may slow things, but it won't necessarily stop things. And I would be much, much more concerned about the possibility of the feds trying to come in and say, well, if you're so good at identifying people who you think are radicalizing, maybe you should just uh give us the list of names and we'll take care of it. And which they will do in their usual way, which generally ends up with court cases.
0: Yeah. Which court cases court, court oftentimes, cases and, often, and potential oftentimes,
2: Yeah, oftentimes of people that honestly would never have had a chance of doing anything until the Feds got a got some undercover informant Trying to convince them to actually go join so that they can get a conviction. Mm-hmm.
3: What do you have the data for that, Towa? Or are you just another talking point?
2: Do a Google it, search.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, that's really valid. the The fact is that occasionally mistakes are made, but the the approach that they've been using has been very effective, and uh, not discounting the mistakes. The fact that they have succeeded more much more often than they have failed to me makes it worth the effort. Moving on
0: well um, the only thing that I'm that, that I'm going to add to this and I'm going to make a biblical reference here um, and, and I would say read the parable of the sower it's Matthew 13 uh, one through nine um, I, I'm not going to get into it or preach on it or anything of that nature. I uh, don't have enough time for one, but for two. Um, you know, Joseph, you made the reference to the seeds. um the parable of the sower mentions two three different kinds of seeds, seed scatterings, um, somewhere the seed fell on the path, and some fell on rocky ground. Um, you know, there what what Google is trying to do is is with the scattering of the Islamic state seed. Um, make sure that more falls on the uh, the path than anywhere else.
3: Um, you got it all wrong. I the, do. S- some seed falls on fertile soil and yields eighty or a hundred fold, mm-hmm. and that's really what the government is doing most of the time. Their efforts are fertile, and they succeed.
0: No, I'm talking yeah. about you and I are talking from the opposite views. You're talking about what the I know government I is trying. I'm talking about what Google Google's efforts with this redirection thing are trying to get people to see the realities, which which my translation would be the path you know, where where the birds ate the seeds, or possibly. And, the and I
3: way. agree. And I ag- I agree with you. Yeah. But the the, 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 same, the same applies from the government side. The majority of the time, they succeed, and if if you succeed often enough, it makes the risk palatable. Yeah, not good, but but endurable.
1: There's a reason why you hear such laughable comments. And if you die for Allah, you get seventy-two verses, because they are going after the most basic wants and needs of the people they need to fight their cause. Now, the reason why ISIS has taken a foothold in this world is because they're able to preach the downtrodden, the ones who really should be on some kind of mental medication, because they're not the success stories of society. They're the downtrodden. And the reason why ISIS has been able to do what it has done is because it preached to the basic of the- it preaches to the wants and the envies. And what it does successfully is it convinces people to die for a cause in which they would not have believed in only a few months ago. They're using Islam to its full advantage. Because, like I, as I said earlier, Islam is an empire trying to conquer the world. It's not a religion trying to pontificate.
3: Proselytize.
1: Well, not proselytize. Pun. I'm sorry, but you understand what I'm saying.
3: I do, but I didn't think anyone else might have. <laughs> the word is proselytize. Okay. Go ahead.
1: I'm pretty much finished. But
0: okay. Sorry. No. Um. So, you know, we've we've harped and hounded on Islam. I I, it, I did and didn't want to cover the subjects these subjects on you know, the, the 15th anniversary of nine 11. Um, we've got, we've got a few more minutes. I'd like to talk about some other things. Um, one is an interesting, um, an interesting, I almost want to say whiplash side effect of recreational marijuana in Colorado. Uh, and that is that while the prices are going down, it's not because of, um, you know it's it's not because the, the mo, there's a ton of mom and pop farms um, according to analysts, the uh, price per pound of marijuana has fallen from between twenty four and twenty six hundred for in October of 2015 down to fourteen hundred to sixteen hundred per per wholesale pound in August of this year. Prices are substantially more competitive for the consumer could result in more revenue. Um, what's interesting is the reason. The typical assumption would be that growing competition is driving down prices as small dispensaries fight for customers. Um, the Actually the opposite is true. Uh, in May the state extended its moratorium on the issuance of new cannabis licenses allowing big cannabis players in the state to purchase the majority of licenses available. Furthermore there are no limits on the number of plants a facility can grow in Colorado which has allowed these bigger businesses to boost production and essentially flood the market with marijuana, even if the demand for product isn't
2: there. So
3: Sounds like a Walmart to me.
2: Pretty much. It is the market. It, it, but it is, it's also the market operating under crony capitalism. So I mean yeah, I think if you look at the history after prohibition, you I'd imagine you had a similar a similar thing where you had the a few established Distilleries and breweries that were able to, that had the political links to get this kind of, per- because they, they still required permission to be able to make alcohol. It just wasn't illegal. And it uh, isn't until fairly recently, within the last couple of decades, that you're, ha- that you're having homebrew and microbreweries and whatnot. And even then, you're, you still don't have, for the most part, you still don't have any kind of micro distilleries.
0: No, <clears throat> you're starting to see them pop up. We, you know, it's funny because it's funny you mentioned the micros because, um, well, yeah, I, I mean I you're I starting
2: saying. to. But how long did it take? It took eighty years.
1: What happened after prohibition? You had the big three that stepped up. You had Coors, you had Miller, and you had Innt. And that's where the domestic markets for beer went.
3: You forgot it, Schlitz.
1: Well, Schlitz and Pabst, and Hams. They've been bought out in
0: the morning Big Three. Dude, dude here, here's you're right.
1: They're they're all, they've all been absorbed.
0: They've they,
3: they, all been they, absorbed let because me, let me say something. the Big Three were able to survive during prohibition. Every Every time the union goes after Walmart, they claim that Walmart is eventually going to drive prices up because they're going to put all the little guys out of business. And they're still saying that. And they've been saying that for a decade or longer. And the prices are still low. They've driven a lot of little guys out of business, that's true, but the prices are still low. This idea that's getting the big guys who can do it well and do it efficiently and and smaller in number so that they can, in fact, the government can keep their eye on them is is somehow eventually going to cause the prices to go up is nuts. That it just never happened
0: yeah and 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 you know it's it's oh, funny. It, it's funny because um, getting back to what Toa was said about the microbrews and the and the micro distilleries and things of that nature, um, a, a lot of um, a lot of the drive these days for microbrews and for you know different kinds of beers because people have people have you know different uh, taste palates um, you know, for stuff just beyond, you know, the standard canned, um, uh, almost water. Uh, I'm one of them and I will fully admit it. And, you know, had I the time I'd be, I'd be home brewing myself. I I've made wine before, plan on doing it again. Um, you know, it's, I
3: got, I got a basement full,
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's a case of, you know, there, it, it, it It means something to people to, um, to buy something from, you know, that they know where it was made and they know, you know, the, the general contents of it. Um, and, and that's the important part we're, we're out of time. I'm glad we got through at at least these that we did. Um, you know, is, is that these things mean something to us and they mean something to our listeners. Um, you know, it, it it also means Can I something. slip? Can,
3: can I slip something in real quick?
0: Go right ahead. It's a little
3: funny. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton's doctor said that uh, she's uh, just went dehydrated, and now she's rehydrated, and she's better. So there's this old saying about how can you tell when a lawyer is lying?
0: Your lips the are The answer
3: moving. is, his lips are moving. Apparently, that now applies to doctors. I'm done. Uh,
0: apparently so, because uh, just before the show started. Uh, uh, apparently now the article um uh, about the um about her fa- her fa- ha- falling down, um the reason she fell down is because apparently she has pneumonia. That's great.
3: She should have had pneumonia, she has got a, something neurological and everybody knows it. Yeah. But go on. Yeah, uh, you uh, know. Anyway, God, take her and save America the aggravation.
0: Oh well whatever is gonna happen you know we'll we'll talk about it next week
3: um, thank is, it you to, sin, is it is it sinful across my fingers
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> those stay on um, I want to thank everybody for uh, for being a part of the show thank you for joining us this evening if you liked what you heard we ask you to blog about us tell five of your friends follow us on Facebook follow us on Twitter at EC conservative Facebook is facebook.com/ porch political talk If you want to email comments, send them to us via email at conservativepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for listening. Oh, if you did like what you heard, I'll invite you to join us next week. Where um, I don't know that we'll be talking about these things, but you will probably hear different words in a different order. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Have a great night.
1: Good night, Chuck. Have yourself a nice big bag of pork.